But when he asked where she was, he was shocked to hear the woman was calling from Mackay, eight hours away, which was impossible as Amy had only been missing for 90 minutes. <laughs> How scary is that? Oh my God. Welcome to Overdrinks, your new favourite podcast with the sisters you didn't know you needed. Started crying in McW today. <laughs> and if that's not a depiction of what my life is these days, oh, my God. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Call me. Lol. Hot girl summer. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's some hot girl summer vibes right there. Crying in Big W. Yeah. Lol. It was supposed to be came up, but apparently Big W is doing us a better. So. Oh, Big W is. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Big oh. W overcame up. Well, apparently. So fun update. I have been traveling a lot for work lately, which sure is so have. big girl vibes for me. It is. It's pretty exciting. So that's also some hot girl summer shit. That's hot girl summer. That's genuine hot girl summer. <laughs> no, sad girl summer. Sad girl winter. <laughs> <laughs> so one of my clients at my new job, I say new job, I've been there for four months now. They're doing a bunch of store openings all over the East Coast. Are we on the East Coast in Australia? <laughs> Are you kidding me? West. East. East East Coast, Coast. yes. I don't know. (laughs) That's not hot girl summer. (laughs) Anyway, so I'm traveling between like Queensland and Victoria a bunch of times. South Australia for one. And I've already been to Queensland once just for like the site inspection. Site inspection? Site visit. Get a Site inspection, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. This one was actually for the store opening, which was pretty exciting because I got to go up the night before, stay there overnight, and then go to the store opening the next morning, which I knew it was going to be hectic, but it was pretty fucking chaotic, and I was just so stressed. And I got there at 7 a.m., and then I was just, like, thrown in the deep end, like, I don't know what I'm doing. But it was fun. It was also really good because timing, so... Faith and Rachel, my soul sisters, for my birthday this year, they bought me a trip to Burley and somehow just perfectly worked out. They didn't tell me until it was my actual birthday. They'd already booked everything, flights and accommodation. And it was the same weekend that I was going to Tweed Heads for work. Perfect. So perfect. So I just asked work if I could stay up there another night and then take the Friday Yeah, that's off. actually crazy how well that worked out. I can't believe it. I know. Yeah, so that was fine. And I had two nights up there by myself, which was kind of nice. I just bought a bottle of wine, cooked myself some dinner and had like a really chill Airbnb that I was staying in as well. Oh my God. She gave us like a full house tour. It was very cute. It was so cute. And you walked in, it just smelt like essential oils. And Mm. like, I just felt like I was in like a- Like yummy candles. Retreat. It was so nice. The bed was huge. It was just so cute. I loved it. And then the girls came up on Friday, picked them up from the airport. And then we went to Burley. Had the best weekend ever. But one thing that was really funny at the store opening was a lot of people, because it was like the client that we worked with and then the media partner that we hired for the activation. And then I was like the middleman between both of them, but I was also kind of helping. Yeah. And a lot of people thought that I either worked for our client or for the media partner, but I worked for neither. Anyway, this guy comes just up to me. Random, <laughs> I just flew up to I'm tweet just heads. really passionate about this, guy. I feel like this would be like a hot girl summer thing to do, so I'm just going to pretend that I'm travelling for work. <laughs> just rock up to like my own flights and accommodation for this. <laughs> I had to take annual leave from work. Yeah. <laughs> random site inspection. Is that what it's called, a site inspection? <laughs> well, I decided to do it. 
<laughs> no. And the media partner that we worked with was a radio station. And this guy comes up to me and he worked for um, the store. And he was like, hey, so do you work for um, the client? I don't know if I can say names. So I'm just going to say the client. Or do you work for the radio station? I was like, no, no, I don't work for the radio station. I, I'm like the middleman between them. He's like, oh. Well, I was going to say, you've got the most perfect husky voice for radio. And I was like, thank you. I actually have a podcast. I'm just going to plug yeah, it right now. Yeah, you should have, but I know that you wouldn't have. Well, he was like a 40-year-old man and he was like, he was actually so hilarious. we have plenty started. of 40-year-old men that listen to us. <laughs> yeah. That's probably. our target audience. He was actually hilarious. When he first started talking to me, I was like getting like a bit of a weird vibe. And then he just started coming out with these fucking hilarious comments and i was like i was literally cracking up talking to him i was like i've got to get back to work but i just want to stay here and hang out with you oh my god well yeah i think it's so funny because i feel like we've both like both of our voices have slightly changed since we started doing the podcast as Mm. well like ellie was saying to me the other day she's like it's so funny how your voice has just like completely changed the way that i speak as well yeah it's literally the way probably from partying so much yeah i know i mean it's probably because we get drunk all the time but i do think it has something to do with that it's like the way that i project my voice is different yeah not all of the time but a lot of the time and i can't Mm. help myself doing it like i can't explain it properly but it's like i have no control of it it's over (laughs) it it's just like it's taken over the way that i talk like the actual the physical way that i talk not just like the way that talks well i still am gonna vouch for the fact that something's going on with my throat what's happening to me then you are just changing as an individual (laughs) i literally lose my voice every single time i go out and it's not normal it's not i'm also not like i'm standing on the dance floor being like yeah 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 you are you're probably just so (laughs) nervous just don't remember it probably actually now that we're like reenacting that i can totally picture it yeah i take back everything i just said but also like why don't you use you lose you wait <laughs> i lose all my brain cells as well i do every weekend i've been losing my voice as well my voice Should is we kind drinking? of lost now <laughs> no that's never the answer never the answer speaking of i have to tell you about my most recent weekend and then i'll tell you about mine because i was in burley and i yeah. was slaying it up with the girls okay so funny story i it's kind of like embarrassing and doesn't really paint me in like the best light ever or does it paint me in like the best light ever you'll <laughs> you'll find out soon and i think that um I, it's just such good content that i have to share it though like once again embarrassing myself for the people but basically it was spectacular weather in sydney on saturday for the first time for in the first 17 time. years so i think it was just like literally that morning we'd been to the gym me and elise had been to reformer mm. and we were talking about how we had like just walked out the front into the car park and we we're talking about how amazing the weather was and how high the vibes were and it's mm. gonna be such a good day blah blah anyway i literally built up to the point where i was doing like pirouettes so they pirouettes <laughs> and you like flip around i was like the sun is shining the tank is like, clean. oh my god it was so good anyway so that day we're going to bottomless brunch me and a few of my friends chloe was away so i didn't have my partner in crime but it was still such i was actually time. getting fomo even though i was having the best weekend of my life <laughs> you're like why didn't you invite us i was like you can get on the next plane if you want anyway so then we went to bottomless brunch it was such a vibe that was like it was called like soul brunch and they had people like walking around I want to do this. singing we're doing it again R&B. with the same group but yeah. i'm coming yeah the only thing i'll say though and i think this kind of adds to the story like this adds to what happened to me is that the spritzers that they used to have this place that we went to used to be absolutely gorgeous and now they are so sweet and sugary and it's like oh. tastes very syrupy and like that 
concentrated juice a little bit like they've just if that makes sense like they're really strong sugary wise and I don't really have that much sugar in my diet like I have I'm way more of a savory person than a than a sweet tooth Mm. and if I have too much sweet stuff it actually makes me feel a bit sick anyway Mm. so maybe this has something to do with it I've always been both but I used to have such a sweet tooth anyway it was really really fun we're sitting like ocean views such a good such a good time but then I don't know what happened to me after that we went to Jetty Bar and went Mm. out which is like a little bar attached to Wolf Bar on the water it it was such good weather for it like golden Yeah, it's on the jetty. It was so fun. And I usually drink a lot when I go out and I hadn't drunk more than I usually would. I don't know if it was day drinking or what, all the syrupy stuff in the drinks. But all of a sudden I was just like, I feel really, really sick. And I said to the girls, I was going to go to the bathroom and I left to go to the bathroom and I was like, no, I need to get an Uber and get home. Mm. And so I ended up going home and I like, dad was like, <laughs> I walked in the front door. I can just picture the way that you stumbled in the front door too. <laughs> but I walked in the front door. I must have like held myself together like reasonably well because he was like, he looked at the time. He was like, what the hell, Lauren? It's eight o'clock. <laughs> He's like, what the hell are you doing home at this time? Anyway, <laughs> Do you realize it's a Saturday night? <laughs> I don't know. He was like, that's so weird for you. Anyway, and I was like, yeah, just, I don't know. Like, I don't know, rambled something to him. And I went to the bathroom. And I'd love to hear his version of this event. Because he'd probably be like, yeah, she stumbled in and was like, yeah, he no, didn't say. Usually he does tell me if I'm like that, but he didn't really say anything like that. He was just like. I know. Mm. Anyway, and then so I went to the bathroom. I think I ended up throwing up in the bathtub and must have smacked my chin on the side of the bath because oh I've God, got like Lauren. a red mark on my chin. It's really sore to touch. And then I just passed out on the bathroom floor for like Slay. I don't know how long. And then I woke up and I was like, mm, I'm feeling so much better. <laughs> Cleaned up the bath. And I was like, I'm just going to have something to eat and then I'll get myself ready for bed. But I still had my makeup on, my hair was still done and I was still completely dressed like I hadn't gone changed. So I just put my dressing gown over the top and went in and started watching some Frasier, my favourite comfort show at the moment. <laughs> anyway, and I was like getting ready for bed and then all the girls were messaging being like, where are you? Where are you? We miss you. It's not the same without you, blah, blah. Cause I'm like, just such a good time, guys. Mm, no, and I, I was like getting so much FOMO and then all of these people started messaging me being like, are you, you insane? So drunk as well. Exactly. Like, I was still drunk. And I was like, what am I doing sitting at home right now? Mm. And so it's eating a pickle sandwich. <laughs> a pickle sandwich. You yeah. were so fucking random. So Love the savory stuff. What about, have we said this on the podcast? One night when she was super wasted and she like tried to send herself home and Woolies was still open. So she went into Woolies, got some bread rolls, got a jar of olives. Oh my God. And made herself an olive sandwich olive roll. olive roll and just ate that and then sent herself home <laughs> no i think i still like continued out after that <laughs> love that anyway so i'm sitting there having my pickle sandwich and then i'm like you know what i actually feel way better like kind of want to go back out and i looked at the time and Nothing it was like, like a pickle sandwich i know to get you ready for a night out i know and i was like i think i'm gonna go back out and everyone was like messaging me and i replied being like should i come back out and they were like oh my god like lol Anyway. Oh my God, lol. Oh my God, no, lol. No, don't go. Yeah. We don't want to have to look after you. And then they just stopped replying to me. But yeah, I went anyway. I went out. That was so <laughs> excited to see me. No, anyway. So I just freaking, or I was still completely dressed. I just like brushed my hair. Brushed and, your teeth, I hope. Yeah, after brushed my teeth. Pickles. Yeah, after the pickles and the, and the throwing up. <laughs> <laughs> I think I brushed my teeth like five times. Anyway, and then I was feeling completely recovered. Ten revitalized. Out ten. ten out of ten. Got an Uber and went out and a few hours later i'm on the dance floor having a good time a few hours later did you walk back out no, a few, few hours later after i left originally oh. suddenly went back 
But yeah, no, it was good. It was um, pretty. That was some hot girl summer shit. That was some hot girl summer minus the vomiting. Yeah. Although that's pretty on brand. For- it kind of is, but I haven't vomited in like a year. So, and I would say more than that, but it was Morgan's wedding. I got really, really drunk. Remember, so we've got to take calculate that into that. And I'd be lying if I said it'd been like five years because that wasn't that long ago. But yeah, that's not on the reg. Getting too drunk, saying embarrassing things, doing embarrassing things, not vomiting. Yep, we do it all for you guys. <laughs> Anyway, guys, can't recommend it enough. <laughs> well, my weekend didn't involve any vomiting. But as I said earlier, my girlfriends took me to Burley and it was so much fun. The weather was perfect. It was so nice going out in a cute little top, a cute little skirt and not needing a jacket. I know. And it was like warm. And every place you would go to was like so warm. So I'll give you a little play-by-play of our weekend. Pick them up in the airport on Friday morning. Faith was super hungover, so we were just Classic. vibing in the car. Faith's hungover every day. We went to our little Airbnb and it was so cute and it couldn't have been more central. So we literally walked everywhere except when we went to Light Ears. We had to get an Uber, but it was eight bucks for the Uber. Like it was not that far. Light Ears was incredible. The food, spectacular. The cocktails even better. And was then, there a caterpillar in your cocktail this time? There wasn't a caterpillar in Devo. my cocktail. But... I put one in there just to get a free drink. <laughs> no. You take like a little jar of caterpillars with you everywhere you go to get I free do drinks. Anyway, do you not? They're my lucky caterpillars. <laughs> anyway, and then we went to this rooftop bar, Justin Lane, and it was heaps fun. And as soon as we got there, like these group of people came over and started like mingling with us, which was really fun. And then I was at, at the bar got a drink and then I was like where's a good place to go for a dance because it's really cool and it's got a DJ there but it's kind of everyone just sitting around talking yeah because it's like a restaurant too right they like is no the restaurant's downstairs oh, okay yeah and then upstairs is like a rooftop bar and then he was like oh well it depends what you're after and he like gave us a kind of like list of things and then I like went back to the girls I was like so apparently there's this this and this told them everywhere and then they were like what about that one so we went downstairs and then we had forgotten by the time we got to the bottom how to get there oh, so we asked the way we're going <laughs> no we asked the security guard how to get there and it was literally like down an alleyway so we went there and it was so much fun and they were playing really good music but it was a little bit like dirty kind of vibe yeah but we were like so drunk at this point kind of vibe. Yeah. Mm, so we were like fun, just on the dance floor vibing out and then it kind of got to the point that we we're like, this is a little bit intense. Kind of want to leave because it started turning like real hectic druggy scene. Yeah. Was like, people were like shooting up heroin in the corner. Yeah. It was pretty intense. <laughs> it was like some guy that was OD'd. And I think he'd been there for like three nights before. And I was like, he's fully purple now. Oh I'm my not God. Sure if that's my life. <laughs> no it wasn't that vibe it was just like techno kind of vibe, like underground berlin club yeah yeah and it literally looked like that as well like exposed brick like (laughs) hectic oh my god and then we we met these girls and turns out that we're friends with her cousin and we were like dancing with them and they were like in their mid 30s and they were just like oh my god like having so much fun with us and then we got the dj to take a photo of all of us and at the time we're like oh my god these are so cute like airdrop them to me and then we look at them and they're like that is always that is always different directions oh my god like this is the cutest photo ever oh my god she ended up putting it on her story and i was like who's this random girl that tagged me in something? And then I saw it and I was like, oh, my lord. Hilarious. I told them about the podcast, so. Good, finally. You were fun. I, like, um, met these, it wasn't a couple, it was a guy and a girl that were friends, that came up and were talking about, like, do they do shots? And they were working out where they do shots. And they're like, I don't think they do shots in Manly. And I looked at them and I was like, sorry, guys, I just have to step in here. <laughs> have you met me? <laughs> my like, middle they name definitely is do do shots in Manly. Shots. I was like, 
do you want to do a shot? And then we like were talking and I was like, we ended up saying like, we want to do a shot together. So I asked them at the bar. I was like, you guys do shots here, right? Because we were at the cocktail bar and had a feeling maybe they didn't do shots at that particular bar. But I was like, where have you guys been going that they don't do shots? Anyway. And then like the stores, the chemists. Yeah. <laughs> no, do shots here. Yes, do shots here. No tequila <laughs> shots. Not COVID shots. <laughs> anyway. And then, so we did a shot together and then I don't know how but they started we were like chatting and stuff and they were like being really nice and then somehow it came up and i was like do you listen to podcasts to the girl and she's like yeah yes, and I, I, have like, one. I have one and you should listen to it i'm just out there doing the lord's work spreading the good word i love it anyway back to my weekend let's fast forward to saturday oh my god i just remembered another hilarious thing that i have to say oh this is so funny okay so we'll start, we went to the beach in the morning and it was like, the UV rays were 11. And I was like, oh this God, is nice. crazy. That- <laughs> so fast. I'm like, jealous. <laughs> no sunscreen, let's get roasted. And we went to the beach, it was really nice. Then on our way back, we got um, some drinks. Had a couple of drinks while we got ready. Then we had a really nice booking at a little Mexican place, the pink place. You saw my stories? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was super cute. Um, and they, the time that we were there, they had happy hour as well. So the cocktails were only, the margaritas were only $12. Was Bye. that one of the places that I sent you? When was, yes, yeah, it was. So. It was really good. And then from there, we went to Burley Pav. Vibe. I was so drunk at lunch. So I was, it was late lunch. It was 4.30. So we were like, yep, yeah, let's go to the place. I got there waiting in line. Every single human being that was at this place was above an 8.5. Really? I have never been more socially anxious in my life. I thought Hobby, I was past you're above that an 8.5 as well. <laughs> no, but I thought I was like past that stage in my life where I got like so uncomfortable in crowds. They were all so good looking. All the boys were like oh my 10 God. out of 10. I would have thought you'd so be well. like, Froth, this is amazing. I was loving it, but I was also like, it was like, okay, the perfect like, way to I'm explain it. I used to be surrounded by all these plebs and I stand out. <laughs> no. <laughs> you guys are taking no, away no, my no, shine no, right no. now. No, what I'm saying is they were all so good looking, but we didn't know anyone. And it was just the three of us. And it's like, usually you go out and you, you're either with a big group or you meet your friends there and you're kind of mingling. Right. Oh my God, Everyone's around with their like, friends. Yeah. yeah. And it was just like, I don't know any of these people. You're so good looking that it's intimidating. So we were like, we all walked in and then we were just kind of like, bar. <laughs> Went up. We got three rounds of... I mean, not three rounds. We got three shots and three vodka lime sodas. Quickly did the shot. <laughs> three three <laughs> rounds of shots quickly down the. No, wait. Listen. And then suddenly everyone looked like a 10 or above. So it's even better. And then my anxiety really took hold. <laughs> and then we went down to sit with our drinks, but we were like, does anyone else feel really uncomfortable right now? So then we sculled the drink, went back to the bar, three more shots, three more vodka lime sodas, sat down, drank the vodka lime sodas, like one more, and then we're done because we were doing rounds. Okay. I feel like we need to have an intervention with the three of you. <laughs> sit down and work on our self-confidence. <laughs> no. And then I was feeling like the most confident woman you'd ever met in your entire life. After I was seven shots down, I felt so good about myself. <laughs> and then we went to the dance floor and then that's when the night got way more fun. And I think it was just like, okay, it was just Isn't like- it so funny though how alcohol really does like boost your self-confidence? Like, because <laughs> you don't think world. about anything except for yeah. what you're looking at. Yeah, There's well, no background it, noise. It like lowers your like inhibitions mm. and stuff like that. So, so you wouldn't be like worrying about feeling- Anxious. Like, yeah. Yeah. But then I think it was just as well, like imagine walking into Wharfie and you don't know a single person there, but everyone knows each other. Yeah. So, so it was like, I was thinking that exact thing when you're explaining it, mm. there's this random night sometimes where you're out and you're at a place that you like usually know but everyone. But you also don't know the layout know of the place. Yeah, that's so true. So it was huge. There's so many different parts that you can go. There's like an outdoor bit. There's like an inside 
sick looking I bar I feel like it's area. quite normal to go to like a different bar that you haven't been to before though on a night out. I think it's just because it was so crowded yeah. and there were so many people and they were And you were clearly like in the headspace of this as well. So. Yeah. Like we did that on Friday night and it was completely fine. Yeah. I think it was just because everyone was so good looking. It was terrifying. Oh my God. That's how good looking they were, Lost. I really need to get up there. We <laughs> do. Let's do a little sissy trip. Sissy, sister, sissy, sister. Sissy trip. It sounded like a sissy trip so yeah. far. You're like, oh no, everyone's too good looking. I need to do this another is shot. Not making me sound that good. Anyway, it was really fun. It's relatable, Chloe. Hashtag it relatable, relatable content. And then we were sitting down at this table, and this group of guys came over, and like some of them were play- They were all up there on holiday as well. They're from Melbourne. One of them played for Collingwood. Yeah, and then it was kind of like as soon as we started mingling with people, it was like really fun. And then we left there and we went back to Justin Lane rooftop place. I don't know why we started to go there. I think we're just on the move. And we went back there and it was really fun. There was no dance floor, but we made the dance floor as we do. Yeah, we always start the dance floor. And I feel like that's been a theme lately. Like the yeah. last few weeks we like have started the dance floor like every single night. Which is what we do. Yeah, and then that was really fun. And then we're all kind of like, okay, we've got to really – because we had to be at the airport at 7 a.m. So we were like, we've got an early flight. Let's cap it here. And we left and went home. And Faith, as we are walking home, Faith's like, I really want some hot chips. I need some chippies. And so we're like, all right. And we're looking around. No way. Sold hot chips. It's that's just why so everyone's random. so hot. I know. <laughs> And then you can't we, walk like a block in Sydney without coming across a place seriously. that sells hot chips. And then we got back to the Airbnb and she was like, I'm just going to Uber eat some. And I was like, all right. And so I like went and had a shower and then her and Rachel are on the couch and I come back out and I went into the shower and they were completely fine. Come back out and they're both passed out on the couch, completely dead to the world. <laughs> oh my God. And I was like, Faith, photo? where's your, yeah, <laughs> guys, I'm not exaggerating. Rachel falls asleep with one eye open. <laughs> terrifying and then faith falls asleep with pussy fingers over her mouth and i was just like this is the funniest thing i've seen i filmed them i took so many photos i was like this is so great i'm like checking faith's phone to see when her uber eats is coming and then i'm messaging you in the meantime like getting updates from your night anyway and then the uber each driver messages and he's like hey are you guys staying in the church (laughs) obviously not why would we be inside a church And then I was like, no, we're the colourful building. And then he replied being like, lol, I think I'm here. And I was like, this guy seems funny. I opened the door and he's like this young dude. And he's like, hey, girls. And I was like, he's also an 8.5 or above. (laughs) Even the Uber driver's hot. No. (laughs) He was just regularly cute and fun. And And then you invited him in and partied with you guys? No. And then I was talking to him. And then I was like, yeah, my friend ordered it. But now she's completely passed out on the couch. I don't know if she's going to wake up. (laughs) Oh, you probably shouldn't be telling a random man this. (laughs) Definitely not. Well, he was only a few years older than me. Yeah, and then I was like, yeah, they that one's got her too. eye open. And then he was like, what? He's like, I've got to come in and see this. So he comes in. He like looks at them on the couch. And I was like, and then Rachel just goes, <laughs> she just opens both eyes. And there's some random guy standing above her. She's like, ah! <laughs> Jumps up. And I was like, sorry, sorry. This is the Uber Eats guy. <laughs> and we're also drunk. And he's just like, crack out. He's like, sorry, I didn't mean to scare Meanwhile, Uber Faith, Eats guy. <laughs> Faith is like, I never even have any contact with the Uber. I'm just yeah, leaving to order leave at the door. The yeah. yeah. And then he like, he's like joking about Faith and he's like, oh, she's fully passed out now. And I was like, yeah. And I like tapped her on the face. I was like, Faith, your food's come. Faith. 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 And then I like slap her on the cheek. She's not waking up. She's completely unconscious. And I was oh like, God. Faith. Faith. And I'm like jumping on top of her. I was Some like, Faith people shaking like that her. when they're drunk. Hey? And then he starts freaking out. And she's like, is she breathing? <laughs> it turns into like, one of those hilarious comedy movies. 
when like someone dies on the trip. <laughs> Gotta give her like CPR. Yeah. And then. Gotta like hide her body or something. I like pick her up and I'm shaking her and then suddenly she like semi comes to and he's like, holy shit. And he's like, I had no idea what I just walked into here. And I was like, this is the most intense thing ever. And then she went back to sleep and I was trying to feed her chips and she wasn't eating them. And then he starts eating our chips. And then I was like, all right, oh my God. time for you to leave now. But he was so funny. I was like, I've never had an interaction like that with my Uber Eats driver. Full yeah. told us his like full life story, how he used to work at a media agency. And then he decided he had a baby and he was like, I just want to be there for my baby. So now we, when the baby goes to sleep, he does Uber Eats delivery driving every night. Oh my God. Love that. So random. So yeah, that was my fun weekend. And then we woke up to go to the airport and came back and our friends picked us up with Krispy Kremes. Couldn't have asked for a better situation <laughs> to be picked up from the airport in. Yeah, that was so cute. So funny. They were the friends that I was with the night before as well. Yes, they were. Such a vibe. One thing as well that we have to tell, because I don't think we, we wouldn't have been able to tell this story on the podcast yet because it happened literally moments after we stopped recording the Witches episode. So do you remember last Friday night? We had just finished recording and we left and we're getting in the Uber at the front of the place that she was staying at. And apparently, so we're out later that night. (laughs) We go, so we go to dinner and drinks and then we went out for more drinks and dancing later. We started the dance floor again. Anyway, so we're on the dance floor and this, it gets really, really packed at this point. And this guy comes over to me and was like, Hey, I know this sounds really weird, but I was driving home from work in Newcastle today and I was so tired and I was like, there's no way I'm going out. But then I saw you and your friend getting into the Uber and I was like, oh my God, they look so good. I have to go out tonight. <laughs> <laughs> they look like such a vibe, blah, blah, blah. And oh so God, we he like called like- his friends and, and it was like raining, I'm pretty sure as well. Mm. And he like called his friend and like ended up like coming out and then meeting us and then like hanging out with us that night. Mm. So, I mean, dreams do come true. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I was just like, what a confidence boost. This guy has like literally seen us and we're the reason that he came out. He thought that we looked like fun. He was really fun as well. He had good boy tattooed on his chest. Yeah, that was pretty hot. Mm. He was actually pretty good looking. He was decent. Shout out. Anyway. That was a pretty funny story. And then that was also the night where there was that random guy. So this guy, we were like... I know, we're having so much fun. We're right up near the DJ booth, dancing, having a good time. As per usual. I'm just going to get my urn quickly. <laughs> I just got up more and started, <laughs> started leaning towards a vase-like urn thing and I thought she was bringing it over, but she was getting more some more wine. wine. Oh, I'm going to say we're just drinking red wine tonight. Yeah, nice and chill. Yeah. Anyway, and then so there was like lots of different people around. It was a Friday night. We're usually out on a Saturday night. Friday night's <laughs> a, a less less common and there was like a different crowd anyway there was this one guy and he just kept like making like looking at me making eye contact across like the dance floor but he wasn't like dancing or anything and he seemed to be by himself and i was like oh he's kind of good looking but i'm getting like weird vibes anyway i kind of ignored it just kept looking and like gave him a smile every now and then anyway i went over to like i think it was you at the bar went to go get a drink or something and he came over to me and he was just like do you want to get out of here absolutely we first thing you said to me, thank you definitely we have not had like a ounce of a conversation i haven't even it wasn't even like we were like the fucking confidence i know like, and then the weird thing was but not in a good way confidence yeah like too confidence. too too confident yeah he had like he was really good looking but he had major serial killer vibes so i was just like it's not too sure eyes. Anyway, so then 
he brings up somehow he played like professional ice hockey in England. And I was like, oh, you're British. I love British accents. But I swear up until this point, he did not have a British accent. And then all of a sudden he starts talking about like London and everything in a thick British accent. And I go to you. I think you were standing there. And I was like, this guy did not have a British accent before, did he? I was like, what is going on? I was like, I mean, it's working. He got like a bit cuter when he was talking with a British Wait, accent. didn't I say um, British accents bring a guy from like a six to a you ten? You did. You yeah. showed him that little theory. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he had like a really thick British accent, but it kept like going in and out. And I'm like, is this guy like- He's completely what, faking going it. on? Or maybe he's one of those people that like moved to Australia yeah. and tried to really like adapt to it. He our- said he moved to Australia when he was 15 and then moved back and was playing- like professional ice hockey over there and then move back again or something. So he's know. not a professional ice hockey player. I wouldn't even think they played ice hockey in England. I know. Unless you're from Canada, you're not a professional ice hockey player. It was so funny player. as well because he was like, he said it and the way that he prefaced it was like, he's like, I don't want to brag or I don't want to seem like I'm like gloating or anything. And I was like, my dad's a dual Olympian. It doesn't sound like you're just- <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you have any idea who I am? I'm sorry. Do you know who I am? <laughs> it sounds like you don't. <laughs> And then, you're in manly right now. Yeah, I run this down. This is my hood. <laughs> I own this place. Oh, oh we're like such dickheads. I know. We're just totally taking the piss, guys. We're not being serious. Anyway. Or are we? And then, and then we're like, this guy's way too confident. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and then I ended up kissing him like an idiot. Did you? I didn't know that you actually kissed him. Because he was like, he was still pretty good looking. I was like, maybe I should give this guy a chance. So he was just literally following me around the bar and like the dance floor. Like I'd run over there. Massive loiterer. Anyway, it got to the point where I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be able to get away from this guy. I remember (laughs) the end of this story now. I just turned. I was like, I'm just going to go to the bathroom quickly and left him there on the dance floor. I turned and sprinted out of the bar, sprinted across the corso and around the corner and hid around the corner and ordered an Uber. And I was like hiding there playing a quiz game on my phone. trying to like, Yeah. It's like a trivia game. Oh my God. I've downloaded so many. I get them ads on. I, I know. Ads. I get those ads on Instagram all the time. I know. So I was playing that and then some <laughs> random other guy. It was really funny because I was like sitting down on like the window ledge of the, the shop waiting for the Uber because the Uber was taking so long. I don't know what is going on with Uber at the moment, but it's like they cancel on you all the time. It mm. might be because my Uber rating is just getting so bad. <laughs> so they all just cancel on me. But anyway... So I'm sitting there and this guy comes over and he's like really persistent, not the, not the fake British guy. There's this like random guy and he comes over and he's like really persistently trying to talk to me. And I'm like, sorry, I'm just playing this game. And I'm like completely ignoring him and playing this trivia game on my phone. <laughs> he's like, what are you playing? Like trying to get, he's like, I can help you. And he was like trying to help me with the questions oh, and stuff. And I was like, no, it's okay. I want to do it by myself. Anyway. So he just will not leave me alone. And he's like, I know this sounds kind of forward, but do you think I could like take you out to dinner one time? <laughs> Dude on the side of the road while I'm waiting for my Uber. Playing anyway, a trivia game. The funniest it's never thing the ever. ones that you want either. It's I know. always the random, oh my God, overly no. confident people. I know. Anyway, and then so I was like, he was really nice, and I was trying to be nice, but I was also trying to make it so clear that I like I wasn't interested in please leave me alone. Mm. I'm trying to like hide from someone and play my trivia. <laughs> anyway, and then so I'm like leaning up against the windowsill, like sitting against it, mm. and he's standing next to me. And mm. we're the same height while I'm sitting down and he's standing. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I know this will get rid of him. And the Uber <laughs> like is coming around the corner. And so I just stand up and I'm literally, I kid you not, like a foot and a bit taller than this guy. And he's like, oh, wow, you're a lot taller than me. And I was like, yeah, I thought you'd say that. <laughs> and then I just got in the Uber and left. But I'm not joking. This guy was like lucky if he came up to my shoulder. It was, yeah, a lot. Were you wearing heels? Uh, I was wearing like a little platform, oh, platform I know ones, thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So not that high, but yeah, the good That's vibes. Hilarious. 
Yeah, okay, so now that we've given you guys our little life update, let's show. Oh, my God. That was quite an update, wasn't it? We just couldn't stop talking. Anyway. I feel like it was an update for us as well. I know. I feel like I barely see these And a lot of the time we save our stories for each other for when we're recording, so we get, like, a genuine We need to just not do that because there's so much that I don't know about you, Loz. I know, but I feel like we waste it all when it's ourselves, and that's why we did the podcast, remember, because we needed to bring this to the people. Bring it to the people. I know, it's so hard. We need to go half and half, like, tell each other some things and leave some stories for the pod well obviously i tell you something that i'm not going to be putting on here i just don't talk to you this is one hour we get to talk a week exactly you message so me funny. something during the week lauren are we recording right now yeah. don't you dare ask me a i just delete the message without reading it <laughs> just send you a voice message. not reading i'll talk to you on tuesday <laughs> oh my god lol all right anyway so into the the topic of tonight we have some stories about aliens, alien abductions, and Area 51. We love it. Yeah, we're Keeping really up. sticking to this Halloween yes. theme for we you said guys. we're going to do it, and we're going to do it. We love Halloween. Yeah, freaking bats. Freaking bats. Okay, so first of all, before we get into it, I just want to say that the research for this episode has definitely gotten us on a few watch lists somewhere. <laughs> oh, hundreds. I was looking up all this stuff and I was like, Jesus, I'm like, I'm going to look like some mad conspiracy nut, like with all the stuff that I was going to go. Yeah. Okay. So just jumping straight into it. In terms of aliens and what aliens look like, there have been many different accounts describing different types of aliens over the years. Mm. And these are the main ones. So human looking aliens, these are apparently difficult or impossible to distinguish from humans. And there are many accounts of blonde, blue eyed, extremely tall human looking aliens. <laughs> so last week in the episode, I'm a witch because I've got a third nipple and now I'm tall, blonde yeah, and blue eyed. So you're an alien. Um, yeah. I'm so apparently they look witch. like Nordic people, like really tall, blonde, blue eyed. Mm. Yeah. But they're actually aliens. Isn't there a movie where all of the like creepy kids in it are like really blue eyed and blonde hair? Yeah, and it's aliens. Like Children of the Corn or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> we should watch it. Coming to you again with the fact that we know nothing about <laughs> something like that. It sounds about right. It's something about something with all that kids. Um. So the next one are the reptilians. Oh, I've heard a lot about yeah. reptilians. So these are the lizard people creatures we hear about in like Illuminati. Yeah, and they run conspiracies. the world. Yeah. All the presidents of America. Yeah. So the idea of reptilians was popularized by David Ick. Icker? Ick. Ike. He's got the Ick. Ike, maybe. A conspiracy theorist who claims shape-shifting reptilian aliens control Earth by taking on human form and gaining political power to manipulate human societies. Yeah, so like presidents and stuff. Ick has stated on multiple occasions that many of the world leaders are or are possibly possessed by so-called reptilians. So, yeah. Oh, my crazy. God. I have heard this so much and I've read a lot into it because it's so interesting. But I feel like I totally, yeah, that could be a possibility. But I also feel like anyone that genuinely believes that is insane. <laughs> <laughs> like what's going on in that brain? Of I yours? know. I think it's like it's it's like that podcast called The Rabbit Hole, and it talks about like when you get on the internet and you start like googling things. Oh my god! The stuff that you find, and then the stuff that you get like suge- the videos that you get suggested on YouTube are because are based on what you've been searching, and you can get further and further down this rabbit hole, and all of the information that you then see is like just confirming this idea and giving you more and more information about whatever you're looking into, and it, get, love, it can get really dark. I love the um, ads and stuff we're gonna get now after doing i know exactly even when i was um typing in my notes it was like reported to authorities and abducted by aliens like it was all like 
guessing Suggest the next words, suggesting oh words God, that were wow. like, yeah. Yeah, it's like, I guess, what happened a lot with um, the vaccine, like conspiracies and stuff. People that were like yeah. anti-vax because they saw like a few videos on YouTube. Then suddenly they saw. And like, of course, it's giving you that information that is like they think you want. There's so much information out there now as well. And it's so Anything. easily accessible that exactly. I could just start. We could just start this podcast and be completely lying about exactly. everything we're talking about. You and I are actually complete sober non-drinkers. Yeah, we've never had a particular shot in our life. But you believe us because we're telling you Exactly. This. And I think there's like a big problem there with people just believing everything that they read on the internet yeah. or believing that if they read it enough places it must be true yeah you can well, literally post this, anything on the internet there was this one thing that i read that oh it was it was saying how you don't actually get skin cancer from the sun you get skin cancer from a bad diet and the sun enhances like it sunscreen and stuff like that. yeah and sunscreen and i was telling faith this and then she was like what i feel like that's not true and i was like no i read it and i was like let me find it and then i went on to instagram she goes you I'm saw not, this on Instagram. She's like, I'm not reading anything you go on Instagram. And I was like, you no, actually do it's that from a lot. doctor. You said I, things on Instagram and you're like, I can't believe this is true. And I'm like, I feel like if it's on Instagram, it might not be true. And then I went onto the page of the person that had like posted it. So a friend of mine had shared it and she's really like holistic naturopath mm. kind of vibe. Mm. And then I went on to her story to read it out to Faith. And then I had to click onto the person's profile. <laughs> And they were a dentist. Oh my God. Legit, <laughs> and so now yeah. anytime I tell her something that doesn't sound legit, she's like, did a dentist tell you that? Did you read that from a dentist? <laughs> I'm like, I'm so sorry. That was really dumb of me. It's, it's so true though. I, and I think that was like one of the main things with that whole anti-vaccine. It was a lot of stuff on Instagram and people's mm, own social media mm. and sharing stuff and people were just getting like carried away with it. But back to the true facts of what I found on the internet. <laughs> So the last type of aliens that we're going to tell you about tonight are greys. These are what most of us think about when we picture aliens and are the most the commonly, eyes. yeah, the most commonly described alien in reports of encounters over the years. Apparently they come in short and tall varieties and the tall ones are in charge. <laughs> Duh. Details of these aliens vary, but typically greys are described as being human-like with small bodies, with smooth grey-coloured skin, enlarged hairless heads, and large black eyes. So, like, that's what I picture when I think of aliens. Have you seen the movie Paul? Yeah, that's more – that would be, like, one of the short ones. Yeah. I actually don't know if I've seen it. Ones. Oh, my God, you've actually got to watch it. It's yeah. really funny. That's, is that with Simon Pegg? Yeah. yeah. I watched it with um, – Simon Pegg is, like, kind of underrated. Is so Simon Pegg under- our, like, favourite actor? <laughs> Simon Pegg is my soulmate. <laughs> um, I watched it with, and then the voice is Seth Rogen. Let me check. Let me check. Inaccurate movie chef. Yeah, the voice is Seth Rogen. So it's really oh, funny. Yeah. And he's like a massive stoner alien. And it's hilarious. It's just like that typical like Seth Rogen kind of yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Kristen Wiig's in it as well. And she's oh, like googly eyed and hilarious. It's really good. So funny. Oh, Jason Bateman, Bill Hader, oh, Sigourney Bill Weaver. Hader. Oh my God. Slay. And I love saying like, slay so much. I hate myself. It was swag before, now it's slay. It's both swag, slay, and yeet. <laughs> you do not say yeet. Yeet is the boys like coach mistake. say yeet. <laughs> What's the other one though? I always do like the rock on symbol. Oh, yeah. I kept getting bagged out about that when we went to Burley. I do I that being, when like, I'm drunk. Slay. Yeah. So funny. Come. All right, let's get into the abduction stories. Yeah. First one being the hill abduction. Barney and Betty Hill were an American couple who claimed they were abducted by aliens on a rural part of New Hampshire in September 1961 and taken aboard their spacecraft. Spooky. (laughs) (laughs) It was the first widely publicized report of an alien abduction in the United States. 
On the evening of September 19, 1961, Barney and Betty Hill, along with their dog, Delcy, <laughs> were returning to their Portsmouth, New Hampshire home after a short vacation to Niagara Falls. They were travelling on Highway 3, just south of Lancaster, when they saw a bright light in the sky. Betty, who was in the passenger seat, watched the light move lower into the sky. At first, Barney thought it was probably an airplane. Betty who had heard of UFOs, was sure she was looking at a flying saucer. I actually have a kind of similar story when I was on the Wacos Parkway one night, but I won't get into that because everyone will think I'm crazy. <laughs> I think it was like a really fast, low-flying I've heard a lot of people helicopter. say on the Wacos Parkway that they've seen stuff like that too. Well, don't tell me that because I always wanted to believe that it was a lie. Oh. It was so, so fast and so bright. At first I thought we were getting hit by a meteor and then I was like, I'm still alive, so that's not possible. And then there was another thing that was chasing it. It was really weird. And then, not long after, there was a helicopter that was a police one with the flashing lights. All right, back to the story. The hills stopped to get a closer look at the object and let Delzy out for a short walk. Barney remained curious, but a little frightened. He got out of the car and used his binoculars, but still could not figure out what he was looking at. He stopped the car a few more times on the way home. He described seeing lights of all different colors and rows of windows on the object. They can't be for us, In the shape of birds. Shape-shifting. He described the object as pancake-shaped. At one point, when he got out of the car to take a better look at the object, he could see several occupants inside, which scared him so badly he raced quickly back to the car and they raced off. They soon realised that the craft was following them and they tried to outrun it. This How is terrifying. fucking scary. The couple then heard buzzing sounds coming from the craft and felt tingling sensations throughout their bodies, which seemed to be linked to the sounds the spacecraft was emitting. Eventually, they got home, where they went straight to bed exhausted. They did not wake up until late the following afternoon. They then realised the four-hour trip home from Niagara Falls had taken them seven hours. They had no idea where the missing time had gone. You got abducted, you fool. (laughs) Betty noticed the dress she was wearing was torn in several places and had a pinkish powder on it. The powder was later examined by five different laboratories. None of them could identify the substances. That is terrifying. Her dress was also analyzed and it appeared to have been exposed to extreme levels of UV and radiation. What the fuck? Oh my Lord. This was in the 60s as well. Like what? The science was probably a lot different back then though. I reckon if we tested it today, we'd know what it is. Maybe. The toes of Barney's good dress shoes were scuffed to the point he could no longer wear them. The binoculars strap was broken and looked like it had been cut. Both Barney and Betty were wearing watches at the time of their unusual encounter. Both watches quit working and never worked again. This is how creepy. Amazing. The clocks in their home also stopped working and were unable to be fixed. Shiny circles appeared on the trunk of their car that seemed to have had some sort of magnetic connection. I love this so much. (laughs) Both Barney and Betty felt strange and ill in the days afterwards, like they knew something had happened to them but couldn't place it. So creepy. Must have been men in black with the little um, device. After reporting their experience to the police and not receiving any answers for a few years, the Hills were put in touch with an expert in the field of hypnosis and psychotherapy, Dr. Simon. I don't know why, but Dr. Simon so doesn't sound like a... Like a proper name. Like sounds like a cartoon doctor. Yeah, or like a vet or something. Yeah. Dr. Simon. Dr. Simon held sessions with the two for a period of six months, beginning in early 1964. So it initially happened in 1961, and the sessions with Dr. Simon started in 1964. Right. Initially, at the end of each session, 
He would induce amnesia so they would not talk to each other about what they remembered. Hectic. How do you induce amnesia? Barney recalled that at one point he got out of his car and with the 45 military issue weapon that he once used in the army, he fired at the UFO, but soon became overwhelmed by the aliens. They took him and his wife into the spacecraft where he recalled a red-headed Irishman greeting him along with a number of people who did not appear human. He thought they were speaking German. The red-headed Irishman. That's so red. And a bunch of Germans. <laughs> so random. Despite undergoing separate hypnosis sessions, Betty and Barney reported similar experiences. Wow. One of the strangest and still unexplained parts of this case is that Betty Hill was somehow able to perfectly draw a star map from memory in 1964, years after the alleged abduction, under psychoanalysis. Experts analyzed the sketch and determined to be a drawing of a constellation of stars 220 trillion miles away from Earth. The map supposedly showed the sky as seen from a planet orbiting the star Zeta Reculi, from which the alien abductors had arrived. What? This star map was proven to be accurate. This has never been explained. That is so crazy. Mic drop. That is terrifyingly amazing and I love every second of it. <laughs> but I'm also terrified because I don't want this to be real. I know. And apparently this couple were like, they were the first ones that ever reported an alien abduction. And apparently they were both like educated, intelligent people. They were also one of the first like well-known interracial couples of the time as well. Oh. Um, but a lot of people in all like the research that I saw on that were saying that like there was no reason for that. They did not seem like the type of people that would like make this up or lie mm. or whatever. They had no reason for it. And in fact, apparently he really didn't want to tell anyone about it. He wanted to keep it to themselves because yeah. he thought people, people would think, think they were crazy. crazy. Yeah. And especially as fucked up and sad as it is because they were one of the yeah. first interracial couples, everyone would have just been like, oh, exactly. Well, crazy. Like- exactly. Because they got heaps of like um, attention and publicity from from being interracial anyway, which is how crazy is that? But yeah, so I think that so probably sad. played into and it. And what's that? Not even 60, that long years. That's yeah. 40. That's 60 years ago. <laughs> that's only like 20 years ago. That's so crazy. Well, I mean, still, that's not long enough for shit like that to be happening. So true. Okay, the next story. The abduction of Amy Rylance. And this is a story from Australia as well, close to home. Oh, I love it. It makes it that much better. One night in October 2001, Amy Rylance had fallen asleep on the couch in front of the TV at the home of her and her husband, Keith. Her friend Petra was staying over the night and was sleeping in the guest room. Petra awoke to the sound of strange noises coming from the lounge room and she ran out to see a sleeping Amy being lifted into the air and beamed out of the window by a bright rectangular light. Rectangular light? Mm. I guess like the beam was like Mm. not round. It was rectangular. (laughs) Get it, you fucking idiot? Was it a pentagon? (laughs) It was a pentagon. It was Leonardo DiCaprio. (laughs) He was beaming her onto his yacht. <laughs> she must have been under 25. So funny. She was actually. I think she was like really young, like 22 or something. <laughs> Definitely was later. Yeah. She looked outside and apparently saw a disc-shaped object in the air that she later described as a UFO. Petra was so frightened at the time that she instantly fainted. That <laughs> <laughs> would be me. I'm so into like <laughs> immediate like panic mode, pass out. When she came to, she ran to wake Keith, but was screaming incoherently and not making any sense. When Keith finally calmed her down, she explained what she had seen. 
Not believing Petra's story, Keith ran out to the lounge room to check on his wife, but only found the room trashed and the window above the couch damaged with a perfectly cut upside down T shape cut in the screen. Oh my God. So hectic. Keith ran outside, but there was no sign of Amy. He immediately called police to report her missing, and the police turned up to the scene expecting a regular abduction case, but were soon baffled when Petra told them her version of events. What followed then was even stranger and still unable to be explained to this day. The police investigated the outside of the property and found that one of the bushes outside the window Amy was apparently taken out of had extreme heat damage and appeared to be recently burnt. The bushes on either side had no damage. Not long after the police arrived, Keith received a call from a woman who had found Amy wandering disoriented at a petrol station. She was rambling nonsensically and appeared to be extremely dehydrated. Nonsensically is the best word. <laughs> yeah, it is. I thought the that was the English language. <laughs> the best word I've ever said. Nonsensically. <laughs> she was rambling nonsensically, I tell you. That's what I said. Amy. <laughs> Amy had been taken to a nearby hospital for treatment. Keith was relieved to hear that his wife was okay. But when he asked where she was, he was shocked to hear the woman was calling from Mackay, eight hours away which was impossible as Amy had only been missing for 90 minutes. (sighs) How scary is that? Oh, my God. Amy claimed that she remembered lying on the sofa in the lounge room, after which her memory jumped ahead to her sitting on a bench of some sort in a large and rectangular brightly lit room. (laughs) So many rectangles. Leah would be so disappointed. (laughs) At this time, there had been a calm male voice that kept her from flying into a panic. And then an opening in the wall appeared and into the room stepped a tall, slender figure dressed in a full bodysuit of some kind with a black mask over his face. <laughs> Hectic. A full gib suit. <laughs> After- <laughs> Pop fiction. Yeah. Crawling on all fours. <laughs> After this, the figure told her that they were bringing her back from their journey and then her memory jumped again to waking in a forest and finding her way to the petrol station. She was speaking nonsensically. <laughs> Besides the unbelievable story she was telling, there were also some unusual physical clues on Amy's body. She had strange red marks all over her body and triangular marks on her thighs and heels. Another shape? Amy, (laughs) still no pentagons, what is going on? (laughs) Amy dyed her hair blonde and she suddenly had an inch of regrowth and even her body hair had grown considerably as if she had been gone for weeks. Oh my what the fuck? God. A blood test showed that Amy had not drunk alcohol or taken any drugs. This case has never been explained. I'll explain it to you. It's aliens! <laughs> it's aliens, I tell you. That is terrifying. How scary. I actually feel like a little bit scared. I know. You know when you feel it in your chest? Amazing. All right, next story. The Travis Walton UFO incident. So close to Not Dalton, Dalton but Walton. <laughs> The Travis Walton UFO incident was an alleged alien abduction of American forestry worker Travis Walton by a UFO on November 5th, 1975. While he was working in the Apache Sitch Greaves National Forests <laughs> near Snowflake, Arizona. Oh, Snowflake. That Snowflake, nice. Arizona. Isn't it like severe desert there? I think it gets cold there too, though. I don't know. I've only been there in summer. Walton was missing for five days and six hours. Whoa. After days of searching with scent dogs and helicopters, Walton says he reappeared by the side of a road near Herber, Arizona. According to Walton and a number of other members from the logging crew, while riding in a truck with six of his co-workers, they allegedly encountered a saucer-shaped object 
hovering over the ground approximately 110 feet away, making a high-pitched buzz. Hectic. Walton claims that after he left the truck and approached the object, a beam of light suddenly appeared from the craft and knocked him unconscious. The other six men were frightened and supposedly drove away. Great friends. Yeah, no. Walton- Let's get the fuck out of here. Seriously. Walton claimed that he awoke in a hospital-like room being observed by three short, bold creatures. He claimed that he fought with them until a human wearing a helmet led Walton to another room where he blacked out as three other humans put a clear plastic mask over his face. Fuck. So Jesus. So like crazy. a plastic bag. Walton is claimed- more like a oxygen mask, but it could be. Oh. <laughs> plastic bag, Tim. <laughs> Suffocated him. Walton has claimed he remembers nothing else until he found himself walking along a highway five days later with a flying saucer departing above him. The Walton case received mainstream publicity and remains one of the best-known alien abduction stories, becoming the inspiration for the movie Fire in the Sky. Maybe we have to watch that too. Maybe. Maybe we should have watched it before we Yeah, <laughs> before the episode. You know us, we don't like to do too much research into things. <laughs> just jump in. We're just your friends over drinks, guys, remember that. Just reading out these notes we've taken. All right, so now we're going to talk about Area 51. So everyone's probably heard of Area 51. It's a military base in the Nevada desert in the United States that has long been shrouded in secrecy. It's been around since the 1950s, but the U.S. government only officially confirmed its existence in 2013. Before then, they firmly denied any knowledge or existence of Area 51 and even went as far as to remove any evidence of the site on maps and satellite images. Surprise, surprise. Especially the U.S. government. So sus. The desert base, which is entirely off-limits to civilians, has long been at the centre of conspiracy among alien fans and ufologists, (laughs) people who hunt for UFOs, or ufologists, I don't know. These people believe that somewhere in Area 51 is a heavily guarded underground lab where the government keeps and studies captured alien aircrafts and possibly even aliens themselves. I, not long ago, I got really into Reddit for some weird reason. And I remember reading this thing and it was like they're on a trip in Nevada and they took a wrong turn somewhere and they ended up on this like random street and they're like driving down. And then all of a sudden all of these like black SUVs start coming at them with like, Oh my God, to keep them away from and it. sirens and stuff. And a helicopter starts coming over the top and they're like, what the hell is going on? And Holy then over the speakers, shit. they're like, turn around. This is a secluded area. And they're like, what the fuck? So they pulled over. And they're like, what the hell is going on? And then they're like, you need to evacuate, blah, blah, blah. And they left. And then when they looked up on the maps, they they googled where that was and it was Area 51. Fuck, that's so hectic. Crazy. This belief that Area 51's military base is a cover for alien research has been fully mythologized by pop culture over the years, becoming a deeply ingrained part of alien legends. The base is extremely guarded and local authorities and military won't let anyone anywhere near the secretive site in Nevada, as as it turns out from Chloe's story. Back in 2019, there was a viral meme. Was that 2019? Yeah. So that was two years ago. Three years ago. (laughs) Good math class. What year am I living in? 1984. 
Back in 2019, there was a viral meme to storm Area 51, calling people to overpower the US military and uncover whatever government secrets might be hiding there. It started out as a viral Facebook joke, but gained heaps of attention and people actually turned up and trekked into the Nevada desert on the specified weekend. However, no one actually broke into Area 51 in the end. Lame. During in- COVID, didn't they end up releasing a bunch of footage to prove yeah, that there was some- real? Yeah, there was something, there was like a whole bunch, this made like everyone like look into it more and become Mm. like interested in it as well. But I had no idea about the backstory of this. In the town of Rachel, what came to be known as Alien Stock was designed as a festival for anyone who was so transfixed by the joke about raiding Area 51 they were willing to gather in the desert to celebrate it. The meme and subsequent festival were created by a 21-year-old Californian named Matty Roberts. Matty Roberts is crazy (laughs) fool. In July, Roberts had created a fake Storm Area 51 event on Facebook, randomly setting the date for September 20. After more than 2 million people (laughs) RSVP'd... And the FBI showed up at his house to investigate. Oh, my God. He tried to leverage his 15 minutes of internet fame. A gag about attacking a military facility in search of whatever the government might be hiding there rapidly snowballed into plans for a music-filled weekend of EDM DJs playing against a backdrop of alien imagery. (laughs) Roberts, this is so classic, (laughs) 21-year-old. Roberts spent the rest of the summer encouraging people to head out to Rachel, the town closest to Area 51, for live performances and an event called Alien Stock instead of Woodstock. Oh, my God, that's brilliant. Roberts ended up bailing on the festival two weeks before, claiming lack of amenities and security concerns, but the town of Rachel still went ahead with its own version of Alien Stock. I gotta love it. Go, Rachel. (laughs) According to the US government, the official story of Area 51 is that it's home to the nation's overhead surveillance program and nothing else. Starting in the 1950s, it's apparently where some of the most important spying aircraft in American history was assembled, tested, and ultimately sent out on missions. Experts say it likely remains an area for the Air Force and US spy agencies to develop the next generation of aircraft and other weapons of war. Lies. I actually remember reading a random fact that anything that gets released to the public has actually already been used within the government and in war and everything like that 30 to 40 years before. So like tiny little cameras and iPhones Oh, like and military, microwave. like the technology that gets released. Yeah. To the public. I thought you meant like information. I was like, like what? <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I didn't explain that well at all. No, that's fine. I totally understand. So this is the last thing that we're going to leave you with and it's very – it will change your perspective, I think, on alien abductions because I – me and Chloe have both said, I think, on the podcast before that we believe in aliens because we think it seems like ridiculous to think that they're mm. in the multitude of universes out there that there wouldn't be other intelligent life out yeah. there. It's very naive yeah. and like – Close-minded, yeah. yeah. But I do always think, like, that I didn't really believe in alien abductions, but this might change your perspective on this. So I found these two analogies on an alien abduction forum. Once again, my... <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely being watched by the CIA. while yeah. you were doing this? Watch it. So they explained alien abductions and experimentation in a way we can understand, and they actually make a lot of sense, which is kind of terrifying. So the first story is... I never believed in alien abduction stories until I did my master's in biology. One day I was listening to a podcast about alien abductions while working (laughs) in this one. Yeah, it was this. It's from the future. I've gone back in time. (laughs) While working in the lab, 
So, so they're listening to the podcast while working in the lab when my whole perspective changed. We were studying sea urchins and to set up new cultures, we would scoop the adults up out of the tanks, inject them with chemicals, shake them up to get them to spawn and then collect their sperm and eggs for fertilizations before Jesus putting the Christ. adults back. <laughs> it was during one of these fertilizations that the podcast host started talking about the weird alien milking machines. I believe it was an episode about B- Betty and Barney Hill. Ooh. Oh, yeah, because that was another thing. They said that they like they got his sperm from him, from Barney. Like they put some sort of contraption on him and he didn't like ejaculate or anything, but they just somehow like were able to extract his sperm. So did he like remember this or? When he was hypnotized. Oh, okay. So crazy. So it was when the host started talking about the weird alien milking machines that I realized I was doing the exact same thing to these urchins. I'm the equivalent of a sea urchin alien gray. <laughs> But how crazy is that? That's exactly what it is. It's like yeah. doing experiments on them, taking them out. Mm. Well, even like how they always do with like the mice and the rats. Like yeah. Feed them things, give them different drugs to see what. Yeah. Like it's all. Experiments, yeah, yeah. to learn to learn more about like mm. their own people as well. Mm. So the next one is, and this is the last thing we'll leave you with. Imagine you're a bear and out of nowhere, a giant weird bird appears alongside terrifying noises, shoots something at you that makes you pass out. You have fuzzy memories of strange figures experimenting on you and then you wake up back in the forest with a weird, uncomfortable thing around your neck. Every once in a while, this terrifying scenario plays out again. To us, it's obvious the bird was a helicopter, the gun a trank, the memory's scientific examination and the thing around the bear's neck a tracking collar. But the bear won't ever be able to understand any of that. If abducted by aliens, we simply would lack the understanding and frame of reference to process it correctly. Wow, I love that. But at the beginning, I had no idea what was going on saying, imagine you're a bear. Imagine All you're a bear. All of a sudden, okay, guys. a bird shoots something at you. Well, that would be like from the bear's perspective. Yeah. And then you, you'd have like no idea what was going on. Like you'd be like some sort of like alien spacecraft. Yeah. And like, then they got taken and they put a microchip in there and it would all seem like so crazy. And you would like be like, surely that couldn't be real. But we're doing this to other creatures. So mm. like aliens could do it. 100%. I always think about that when I see like – like ants and like really tiny like little flies and stuff and you kill them because you're like get away from me <laughs> i try not to imagine or sometimes i'll collect them and put them outside very rarely do you remember when i caught like 14 flies in jericho i do remember that my bare hands i think we spoke about this on the podcast already, maybe so we won't get back into that <laughs> <laughs> so i'm that's sick a, of talking about a dark, your accomplishments dark time in your history lauren no but i always think about like how terrifying that would be for a tiny little ant, this huge human being like, the yeah, you're killing you or something. But then it's kind of like when you're in the ocean, if you like just come across like a massive whale or something like that. Yeah. Like what is going on? It puts everything in perspective, doesn't it? Perspective is everything. Perspective is everything. Yeah. You should get that tattooed. I should. I should these days. <laughs> just change your perspective and you will be swagging. It's all a simulation. That is my motto these days. <laughs> I'm just in a video game. I'm a Sims character. Yeah. Sometimes it's, it makes life easier. Just like imagine that. Oh, 100%. Like, the amount of people that have said to me as well, oh, it's just a simulation. I'm like, yes, it is. It is. Agreed. So funny. We sound like hectic conspiracy theorists. <laughs> it's all a simulation. Aliens are real. <laughs> Open news, your people. eyes. Just look up. <laughs> so funny. But anyway, we hope you found that entertaining, guys. There's some crazy stories out there. We sure did. These are all 100% true. Yes. 100%. You heard it here first and believe everything we tell you because we are always right. 
on that note guys happy halloween again happy halloween we'll see you next week for another wild 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 one cheers cheers